when when after doing the the show about porn, um, it really did open some conversations in households that probably should have been happening a long time ago, and and I'm glad that they're happening now. I think that that's what all of these things can be, and you can disagree. I think one of the things that's lost in our culture, if I can give a a social observation, one of the things that's lost in our culture is your ability to to disagree with someone about something and not completely um, eliminate them or discard them, um, you know. And and of course th- that becomes critical when when you're in relationships. Some of those things are are definitely compatibility issues, and it's okay. You can be incompatibility in, incompatible without being mad or or mean to each other, especially as you get older. You can just be incompatible. It's healthier to identify incompatibility instead of forcing some shit. And, and guess what? It's gonna, when, when your relationship does end, and it does end nasty because you're entwined in every single way, um, it's going to end for the thing that you knew you were incompatible about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's great to have these conversations. It's great to have these conversations in, in schools and stuff. Why aren't schools talking about this stuff? Why aren't schools uh, having discussions and, and letting people know how to navigate through this? Whether And again, without putting the morality behind it. As soon as you put morality behind it, who cares? No one's listening. They're going to do it anyway. Most of the sicknesses our culture has, most of the ills that people have, we put morality to it. We put plenty of morality and shame to it. People do it anyway. It doesn't matter. So just just have the conversation to talk about this, to to, to not ignore it. Like we've done so many social uh, things, we ignore it until it until it has a huge impact and effect on us, and then we say, "Hey, you know, we should pay attention to this. Should have been paying attention to it a long time ago." Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really glad that that we're getting feedback on that. Some people, of course, are mean to me because I'm discussing porn and not saying, you know, not throwing holy water at it and saying, "Be gone, ye mm-hmm. Satan." Yeah. Um, and you know what I think of people like that. It's, it's a waste of time to be so angry at me um, to have a discussion about something we should be discussing. And, and if you're doing that same effect to the people in your life where you're throwing holy water and you're, you're evil, if you even talk about discuss and the people who write to me, there is absolutely no porn in my household, you would be surprised how much porn is in your household if you act like that. So just um, for me, it's a, it's a great conversation starter. and, and uh, Thank you for all the messages we've been getting on that. I really love those shows, and I I had actually a lot to say about it, but I was kind of felt kind of triggered in a way, and wanted to bring up some things in a way where I didn't get heated. And <laughs> well, I I don't ever bring up your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have had discussions about what your upbringing was like, mm-hmm. uh, as far as. Uh, theology, and I don't, I don't love to bring that up because number one, I don't want to trigger uh, the millions of people who have your story. Yeah. Um, exactly. As the same time as, um, uh, you know, enrage theological groups, but but there is that ideology, there is that the the unhealthy relationship that that we have as a society, and mm-hmm. and so much in religion. Um, with sexuality, it's mm-hmm. just so, it's it's so crazy. And then as as time goes on, and we uncover more and more scandalous stories, mm-hmm. um, we realize that it's a lot of the heads of those places are really 
you know, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't find those stories scandalous. They're like, scandalous story. Oh, someone with power used it for sex? No way. <laughs> I can't believe that's never happened in society. <laughs> scandalous story. Oh, someone with a lot of money used that <laughs> for sex? No way. Um, it's, it's, uh... That is definitely scandalous. That has never happened in life. <laughs> so we keep seeing these scandalous, scandalous. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone who cheated. Oh, wait, someone cheated? No way. That's mm-hmm. never happened before. And so we... I stopped looking at it. It's not scandalous. It's, yeah. it's not, it's like a murderer murders. It's, it's primates do primate things. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, so it's on every single scale, but this specific thing, sexuality drives almost everything that we do. You don't mm-hmm. see a, you don't see a commercial on TV. It's even if it doesn't appear to be about sexuality, it's about sexuality yeah. and sexual. It, 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 no, you don't see a commercial on TV or on the radio or online before you click a video, they throw those quick commercials. You don't ever see those commercials that, that'll say, you want to be less sexy? Here we go. We have the perfect less sexy product for you. You want less people to find you attractive? Here you go. You've never seen that commercial. That, that's not a mm-hmm. thing. So every single thing that you see has some way to, to better you in the eyes of others. Yeah. You know, it's, it's these pants, these, these, wear this, wear that, this makeup, this, this, this hair color, whatever, this scent. No one, you don't see a, a commercial for a, a cologne or a perfume or anything that's like, you want to be found less desirable? <laughs> Are you too desirable? I want to be less, it's, you've never seen it. It doesn't yeah. sell. What sells is the idea that you will be found more attractive in some way, intellectually, sexually, physically, mm-hmm. by aroma, by anything that, that you, something you have shining attracts the attention of others. It's all about attraction. And at the core of that is our sexuality. And so when you have theological uh, you know, religions and stuff like that that just moral, 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 and it's contrarian to mm-hmm. what our our innate desires are, uh, which is even if it's even the desire to be liked or loved or or craved in that way, um, then you're going to have the problems that we have. Yeah, I think that there definitely should be some sort of healthy conversation about it instead of just hell and damnation. Uh, that has to do with and, sexuality and undesirability, right? And undesirability. Can I can I tell something that you experienced that no doubt so many people have experienced before? Yeah, a story that I remember you telling me, and um, and I've heard similar stories from other people uh, in different religions and different ideologies. And for one, it's brilliant. It's a br- it's a brilliant manipulation. <laughs> of of way to control behavior and in your case of a child mm-hmm. um and in so many people's cases of a child it's it's brilliant if it wasn't so disgustingly brutal yeah and that was the idea of of keeping your your purity the the idea of equating your and again um again the idea of equating your uh, value to your sexuality in that mm-hmm. sense. And I remember you're saying something to the, to the degree of having a, a teacher um, hold up a cupcake mm-hmm. 
And, and, and this, keep in mind, they're doing this to kids. This, these are kids like elementary school kids. And holding up a cupcake and saying, yay, see this cupcake, it's amazing. And then the teacher licking the cupcake and saying, here, do you want this cupcake? And of course, everyone going, ew, no. And the teacher saying, well, yeah, if, if you have sex with someone who isn't your spouse, you're that cupcake. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants a licked cupcake. Yeah. Do you know how what that is to tell that to a kid? Yes. That's yes. atrocious and no doubt happening right now. I've heard other scenarios in which it's told similarly, but with gum. Mm-hmm. Hey, who wants gum? Everyone wants gum. All kids want gum. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants gum. Teacher pulls the gum out of their mouth. Yeah. And says, who, well, who I thought you guys said you want gum. Oh, you want gum that isn't already chewed. Yep. Well, that's how your spouses look at you. That's what husbands look at you at. They don't want already chewed gum. (gasps) Can you imagine? I mean, you don't have to imagine. But uh, telling that to children is atrocious. Yeah. It's really, it takes a lot of years of... It's it's atrocious to to put that value. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've dealt with in conversation but as friends as clients as just people i get to know around the world with women who have diminished sense of value because of their sexual history like you it's i can't tell you the number the number is huge and they don't all come from theological beginnings like that it's it's just the idea that that's placed on it and it's and again i mean it sounds like i minimize but it's so true. Oh, you're the person who was in a relationship, had sex, and it turned out to not be the right person? Oh, you're the person who was like, oh, man, I can't believe I had a relationship. You're the one that messed up? You didn't get 100% correct when picking the person, your companion for life? <laughs> oh, you're the one? Everyone else got 100%. You're the fuck up? Yeah. No. That, uh, the entire... There's, the entire bookstore is about people <laughs> cleaning up after disastrous relationships and picking and getting out of your own way and toxic relationships. 99% of our most uh, uh, popular quotes are about that mm-hmm. stuff. So you're not the yeah. only one to think that you have a diminished value for that is, is incredible. And that's with grown ass women. Yeah. The fact that you're telling children Hey, you want a cupcake? Of course I want a cupcake. Lick the cupcake. Now you want it? No. Well, that's how a guy is going to feel about you if you're not a virgin. <gasps> that's, I would be, there are a few times in my life I would feel violent. I would feel violent if I saw that. They're, they're, telling, the, they're telling the boys that too. Like, you don't want that. They're telling the girls, you don't want to be that. They're telling the boys, you don't want that either. Why? You do you want, want a that? licked Why cupcake? Why would you want that? And, and again, the visual is brilliant. Yeah. Same with the chewing gum. Mm-hmm. Who wants that is what's more disgusting than someone taking gum out of their mouth and saying, hey, you want I yeah. thought you said you wanted gum. So the visual is brilliant. Right. However, how it's applied is absolutely yeah. cruel. It's inaccurate. It's disgusting. And the asshole doing that, mm-hmm. the teacher doing that. Let's look at their browser history. Yeah. Let's look at their relationship history, because that's that to me is a thousand flags. That's a thousand flags in one. But again, it, it's not an isolated incident. 
I wasn't, I don't come from a religious family. Mm-hmm. I come from a Catholic family. If you're going to be a Christian, Catholic's the way to go. If you don't want to be so religious, because <laughs> within Catholicism, you could be a deep Catholic. You could be a rosary bead, deep Catholic, or you could be like our family. Well, you raise, you go. We went most Sundays until I probably like a teenager. Um, and we went, you know, just, you do, you, you go your Christmas, your Christmases and your Easter's <laughs> and make sure you catch those, you know, you could be, um, I think they call them a cafeteria Catholic, right? Oh, that's funny. And so you can be that. And I still knew of that mm-hmm. thought process. I still knew of that, of how important, you know, as the great late Christopher Hitchens would say, the fascination religious organizations have with female genitalia <laughs> why it was so important that why so important that 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 area was that that road in the woman's body was uh, was was in, in in mary's case at least one way right <laughs> yeah. like it was a one-way street and so uh, it was the fascination with it i was even aware of it growing up in a non super religious mm-hmm. family and super religious uh part of of the country um i can't imagine what it's like to be indoctrinated and I, and i've i've said in in my own life and you know my own battle with a lot of times when i was straying from conventional catholic or christian theology at 18 19 20 years old mm-hmm when I was expanding my vision of what I thought God might be and maybe not confine the idea of God to, to those, to those bronze age Mesopotamian stories. And I remember thinking then like, shit, I think I'm going to hell. And it was like a heartache Mm -hmm. for me to be like going to hell because uh, maybe I was thinking that, that some of those stories are just, stories to teach you a lesson not necessarily historically i remember thinking like how did they have a how did noah build a boat and how did he have polar bears <laughs> in the middle east and like two of them and uh-huh. kangaroos and like how did how did that happen <laughs> how did that happen and and what about like all the sea life yeah like i i just didn't understand and so um as a kid i i think oh shit you're you're not a believer you're going to hell you're one of these burn in hell forever guys and so uh, that's as a guy and it wasn't really about sexuality i can't imagine if i was a a a girl then becoming a woman and thinking that the entirety of the value i bring to another person is is the relationships i've had and and the how well kept and guarded i have i had kept my vagina i would and that if I had been duped by my own heart and fall in love with someone or trust someone and, and it didn't turn out to be at, at such a young age, it didn't turn out to be the forever that now I was a licked cupcake or I was a chewed piece of gum when I didn't feel like I was a whore and a chewed piece of gum or a lip, lip cupcake. I fell in love with somebody and I was a kid. I was a teenager. I was what well, even if you're 18, 19, 20, you're you don't know shit. You're still if you're 20 years old, you're still 5 years away from when you're allowed to rent a car. That's how much they trust your brain at 20 years yeah. old. You're still 5 years away from being allowed to mm-hmm. rent a car. So 
So the idea that that I go into a relationship uh, and and mean forever with all my heart, and it doesn't turn out forever, and then when that's done, aside from heartbreak, aside from betrayal, aside from just the disappointment of of a dead relationship, I also now have to deal with that. When I'm done crying about that, I am now a licked cupcake or a chewed piece of gum. Yes, that's yeah. atrocious thing to do to yeah. children. What a cruel act of child abuse that is. And again, having these conversations are are something that I. Even if at the end there are some people who reach out to me and go, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. At least I'm happy that these conversations are, are happening. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, they were telling us at 12 years old that you – it wasn't really telling us girls not to look at porn. It was more of you are the porn for the boys. So don't wear tank tops. Don't – you know what I mean? They were telling <laughs> boys don't look at porn. Wait, what? But telling us girls – you are the porn, and so you better. Oh wait, so, so if, so if you are the porn, meaning like if you're wearing a tank top at school, uh-huh. you're gonna distract the boys from what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're the problem. You're the reason why they can't go to heaven. Like, oh, because they're looking at your slutty ass in a tank top yeah. because it's a hundred degrees out. Yeah. Oh, I love. You know, Steven Weinberg and I, well, I'll take this one little jab at religion by mm-hmm. one little jab. I've written entire <laughs> chapters in my books about it, but I'm going to innocently take one little jab ever so ever so modestly, if I may. Um, the Steven Weinberg quote is so good. Steven Weinberg was a physicist and he was a very analytical person and, and did every now and then venture into conversations about social norms. And he did talk about religion. And at the time, there was the same religious issues that we've had for thousands of years. Um, my God's better than your God. I'll kill you. I'll blow myself up for my God. I'll blow up a, a clinic for my God. I'll kill you because you are a different variation. You know, Christians fighting Christians because you're a different <laughs> variation of Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's always the same thing. And, and he always noticed that it wasn't the people necessarily that were bad. It was the theology. That was bad. And you see this in some of terrorist attacks and stuff like that. You always talk to, they look into the family and you're expecting this, this monster. And in some cases they are monsters, but in other cases it's like, you know, nine to five Ralph (laughs) and he just had a family and he was promised all this stuff. And finally the years and years of his family being like laborers, they're going to be granted this much money Mm -hmm. and they'll be taken care of. And all you have to do is this act of goodness for, you know, your, 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 your God and all like, and so a lot of times it's that, well, Steven Weinberg made a great point. He said, um, when, when speaking on religion, he said, you know, with or without religion, you would have good people doing good things and bad people doing bad things. But in order to get a good person to do a bad thing, that requires religion. Mm. And that really is that really is powerful because you do see those kinds of indoctrinated acts of cruelty like you were talking about. Does for as far as I'm concerned, there's child abuse to tell that to a child. And to shape the way they look at the world, because those are the people that end up yelling, you know, uh, you know, yelling about shows like this, when mm-hmm. in fact, you're just hurt because someone did that to you. Yeah. And we can break the chain. We can break yeah. the chain of women in this case feeling inadequate that um, that they didn't 
weren't a hundred percent successful in every mate they chose. That's yeah. the idea that anyone would think that you get out of this unscathed is in- incredible. But, um, but again, here we are talking about what a powerful show. I, would you agree that the narcissism show and the porn show so far have been the most powerful? Yeah, absolutely, the most powerful. Isn't that yeah. incredible? Mm-hmm. We're talking about these these tenants of of. Uh, and when we do another piece of the narcissist show, um, I'm going to talk about that uh, that dynamic of multiple narcissists and mm-hmm. talk about the 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 hiding narcissist. And again, talk about the different types of people, not only to avoid, but but how to navigate that avoidance and, and how to strengthen yourself in, in emotional self-defense. It's really great. And I appreciate uh, all of you who are sending in messages. We got a really interesting, um, not sure a question, more of just, you know, um, about the narcissism show. They said, they said something about, you know, they were married for 10 years and, you know, it wasn't perfect. They had some issues, but he cheated and she says that she thinks the, she thinks that people should know the reason why they got the divorce because they don't want, she doesn't want people to think that it had anything to do with her so she kind of feels a little bit justified in that but she brought that up because you said don't become something that so a really that interesting things uh, sorry to cut you off mm, but but a really interesting thing that i noticed that i that i do write some about is um the dynamic of blame mm. like in some cases so i was researching a, a project that we're doing um I'm researching a lot of uh, of people like me who have who have swings of ups and downs and 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 have really are known for impacting the world but also um have made ha- have have been both medicine and poison, right? So it, researching countless stories of of these moments and I, and I find and the people who 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 are surrounded by them and I, I found it so interesting that in many ways, so this guy who cheated, um, sometimes it's the woman who cheats, sometimes it's not cheating, sometimes they just, they are, they get the major, they do something that is the major cause. Like you said, she says, well, at least I can point that this is the end of the relationship. Yeah. Now, we would assume when we're told the story, we just hear it as like, oh, he cheated, so it ended the relationship. And we're all mostly, most people who are telling their life story overestimate how much the other people actually give a shit um so most of the time you're like oh he cheated so we broke up oh and we're okay accepting that story because once again i can't stress this enough no one gives a shit Mm -hmm. and but with that shrugging of okay he cheated and that's why it ended we can't be in the in the delusion that this is the one time there's one side to a story uh that until that moment, until the moment he cheated, everything was fantastic. No one argued, no one anything. You hear this often out in the in the phrase "out of nowhere." Mm-hmm. Whenever I hear the phrase "out of nowhere," when a dude tells me, "Bro, out of nowhere, she just left. I came back, she had packed her stuff, left me a note. She left out of nowhere, bro. <laughs> she did not leave out of nowhere." Out of nowhere, you telling me the words out of nowhere tells me why she left. 
But she's been telling you this shit probably for years, exactly what she's fed up with, what she can't stand. She's been telling you forever, probably that you don't listen to her, and then leaves because you are impossible to communicate with. And one day she's gone, and you saying out of nowhere doesn't convince me that it was out of nowhere. It actually tells me why she left. <laughs> it's, and the same in reverse. Out of nowhere he left, or out of nowhere he cheated, or out of nowhere she cheated. It's never out of nowhere. You think that, that because for your relationship, what's more likely? In your relationship, the laws of relationships has been suspended, and you are the one case in which you are 100% correct and amazing. And then out, literally out of nowhere, this, this dude or this chick were like, okay, going to cheat, going to go, <laughs> goodbye. You are 100% amazing, and out of nowhere, I'm going to decide against that. Or... or. Or there's a lot of miscommunications, misfeelings, anger, bitterment, resentment, sense of entitlement instead of sense of updating. And, and then it happens. And because you weren't paying attention, it seems like it was out of nowhere. Yep. It's like when people say, out of nowhere, I gained 20 pounds. <laughs> gained 20 pounds. The laws of physics were suspended. One day you woke up 20 pounds heavier or slowly you were eating shit you weren't supposed to eat and you were exercising less and you were stressing more and, and then you realized it 20 pounds in. What's more likely? Obviously the latter. <laughs> but so relationships are, are like that as well. And what's really interesting when I, when I did say in the narcissism show, we got to be careful not to become that thing we hate um we have to recognize we have to recognize that sometimes the thing the other person does wrong like sometimes the thing they get that that we use as the causal source as, as the root for the end of the relationship Sometimes the thing they did wrong becomes, in essence, the, the carpet the other person gets to sweep their own dirt under. Oh. So in some ways, the person who is the causal source, the person who gets caught with whatever, they actually have the opportunity to say sorry, change their behavior, and to make things right, to get their, their life into a better into a better um, trajectory mm -hmm. where the person who catches them a lot of times feels justified and they say shit like out of nowhere. Once she cheated, once she left, once he cheated, once he left. Now, all the times that they did tell me, hey, you don't listen. Hey, please mind your temper. Hey, you're verbally abusive. Hey, you don't listen to my feelings. Hey, you're not sexual. Hey, you're blah, blah. All the things that they said, none of that mattered now. Because you cheated, you left. That becomes the carpet I get to sweep all that shit under. Now I don't have to work on myself because you got caught. And obviously, you were the problem, not me. Where the person who does get caught cheating or does leave and does look shitty, they get to look at themselves and say, okay, I got to handle this. I got to, you know, they can be, they can be narcissists and not see it wrong either. And then you have two people who, who aren't wrong. There you have 200% and that's a wonderful shit show to watch. But, <laughs> but you can recognize that when I say be careful not to become that thing, when someone is wrong, a lot of time that thing, including the word narcissist, a lot of times that becomes the thing we sweep under. 
Well, she's a narcissist. She just left. And now every single time she goes to anywhere, I make sure I tell everyone what a, what a, what a tramp she was, what a drunk, how mean she was. I tell everyone every chance I get how bad she was because she's a narcissist. Every day, no matter what, I try to make sure I ruin her life in some way or that someone has a negative opinion of her because she's a narcissist. Do you see what I mean? Her being a narcissist in your mind becomes the carpet, the rug that you sweep your own bullshit under. And so we have to be careful to not do that because nobody, nobody lives that, nobody survives that nuclear war. Nobody survives that nuclear war. So, so it's a great thing that she wrote in because she's identifying that like, wait a second, this guy cheated on me. That's why I love, I, can I stress enough? I love our audience because I don't know that you have another audience of 30, 40 and 50 and 60 somethings who are more willing to, Oh, maybe tackle their own bullshit. Mm, yeah. Like, wait a second. He did cheat. It was a super shitty thing. And this is what she's saying in her message, right? Mm -hmm. He did cheat. It's a super shitty thing. And I was able to point at him cheating as the reason our relationship broke up. And it's definitely huge, but it's not the only reason. Let me look back and see what I can correct. I can't control his behavior, and I'm not going to ever try to control his behavior. But let me look back, and what could I assess out of this? If I have a funeral for this relationship, what is the good that I'm keeping, the good that I'm remembering, the things I can notice about myself and the things that I can improve about myself and the things that are just great with myself? And then what else can I bury with this relationship? Mm -hmm. And I think I, I love that. To me, someone acknowledging where in their life they could be their own poison, that's an empowered person. Pointing and blaming, I can go to a fucking kindergarten and see that shit. But... A person who's owning their stuff and saying, hey, you know what? What they did is shitty, but let me take let me take inventory of how I can um, contribute to a healthier relationship myself. Uh, to me, that's that's empowerment. That's what it looks like and sounds like. So yeah. thanks for whoever that was that wrote that in. Thank you so much. And it's really important also, I think, that if you're, if you're co-parenting, you know, after something like this, she didn't say if they had any kids or not, but to have that, you know, to have that, respect in front of the children for each other is a huge thing even if you don't even if you don't respect them if your kids see that that's such a huge probably the toughest show you know Steph the toughest show that's that there is to get together to put together is the parental alienation show nobody wants to talk about it Mm -hmm. because it's like nobody wants to talk about it it's so crazy we've been trying to put one together, there's a couple of conversations we've had out there, you know, make sure your kids aren't choking on the bitterness you have for your ex, you know, general conversation ideas like we've been doing about narcissism, about, about, um, about porn, uh, we'll be talking about spirits and communicating with spirits and having some fun shows as well. Um, and the most difficult one to put together as far as having experts on and people to, to have the conversation about, uh, their own circumstances, <sighs> yeah. crickets, mm-hmm. crickets. It's hard to get people to have these very direct conversations, but it is important to have. It is important to have if you're going through a divorce, if there's bitterness and there's anger and there's there's shitty behavior on one side or both sides. We have to make sure that the missiles we're launching 
at the missiles we think we're launching at the other adult isn't just hitting the kids, which is what, again, most of them does. And, and so that's a great point to bring up. And again, we'll, we'll hang that, we'll hang that on in, in the closet while we put together that parental alienation show. But it again, goes back to communication and recognizing uh, that we are in a world of cause and effect and paying attention to what, what we're causing and, and what it's affecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, let's see. So there was a quote that went up that I loved the feedback for. It's, Sometimes you get lonely, emotionally thirsty, so you're tempted to reach into the past for a familiar poison. Pay attention. Sometimes your mind can trick you like that. The feedback was so awesome. And I just want to I just want to bring this up that I saw a lot that didn't that weren't thinking about relationships. I actually saw some about cigarettes and alcohol yeah, all and food it. and what a well it's wow, all relationships stuff we just when we hear relationships we 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 put it towards people mm -hmm. but it's all relationships that's yeah. why i i keep stressing how you do anything is how you do everything if you if you um you know you know how sometimes i'll i'll joke like people people will still insist that i'm in some way shape or form psychic yeah Right. And, yes. and sometimes for, for those of you who've been following me for years, you know, I joke about it sometimes. Sometimes I'll be like, OK, I'm feeling <laughs> and I'll joke like I'll joke in the sense like, and I really feel that something's got something to me. <laughs> right. So I'll joke, but it's not. I, I look at the universe and people as mathematics and I can tell a lot by just looking at somebody. So a lot of times I'm not psychic, but I do know that every single thing in our lives is relationships. And how you do anything is how you do everything. So if I do meet somebody in a quick meet and greet after a show or meet and greet at, at, um, at an event or the times that are happening more and more now, especially since we do more videos and more pictures, um, as, you know, more, more pictures of my face, mm -hmm. um, you know, I get recognized more because, again, you don't realize what reaching 50 million people a month does until – you're outside and yeah. people are like, Hey, I love your stuff. And yeah. it's like, wait, I think they were talking <laughs> to me. Um, but, but sometimes I'll meet somebody and let's say it's someone who's, who's, you know, remarkably overweight. And they say, you know, I'm going through a tough time and I'll say to them and not meaning to be mystical at all, but I just met you and I have a minute to talk to you. Right. So, um, not to be mystical. I'll say, Hey, listen, you really have to just start setting gauges. You, you are, you, you're crying over lamenting over relationships in which people aren't respecting you and they're not they're not um 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 they're not uh, uh respecting you your boundaries keeping promises to you and I'll say listen you're you're crying and lamenting this but you and I both know you don't keep promises to yourself you you don't make good decisions for yourself you're not healthy to yourself how could you expect anyone else to? And they'll be like, oh, my God, Steve, you're like in my head. You're in my life. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not good to myself. I'm very toxic to myself. I don't keep promises to myself. You're like a psychic, you know, and they'll, they'll, they'll start saying, oh, I know. It depends. And it's so weird when people know more about me than I know about me. Yeah. When they'll be like, I know because this is your sign and it says your sign is this and you were born here and it means that you have the ray of fucking truth. <laughs> and whatever it is they attributed to it, me – just know that I'm not thinking that way. I'm just seeing that you don't, I can see visually that you don't take care of yourself. 
So how could you expect other people? I can see you like that, knowing that with that comes how many years of failed resolutions, how many moments of you saying, I need to be healthier and just not doing it. So I can see that you don't keep promises to yourself because you're a person. Because when I was looking like that, I was doing the same shit. That's not psychic. It's human behavior. It's like me saying, oh, you really want to be loved and cared for. Oh, my God, you're psychic. No, I'm a person <laughs> just like you. And, and we, are, we are very, very – we have so much in common. Um, and so I would say, like, you know, you're not keeping a promise to yourself. And I would usually give the idea of, uh, of how once we set those standards for ourselves, we don't have to tell the other people. They will feel the standard we set for ourselves. So if you're being walked on, you walk on yourself. If you're being disrespected, you disrespect yourself. If people aren't keeping promises to you, you're not keeping them to yourself. Because when you keep them to yourself and someone doesn't keep one to you, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. You tell them straight up. Anyone who knows me and meets me, I tell you straight up. This is the roads I'm on. This is the parameters. (laughs) And if you fall out of this, don't be shocked when I put you out of it. You put you out of it. I said, these are my life categories. You're picking where you select yourself. But that only happens when you are like that with yourself. When you set those gauges and standards for yourself, people outside of it will fall into place. When you don't have those standards and gauges for yourself, people walk all over you. And you feel walked on. And so it's not a psychic thing. It is a... It is a how you do anything is how you do everything thing. Every single thing in our lives is relationships. How we, how we um, engage in, uh, um, in our relationship to food, in our relationship to work, in our relationship to drugs, alcohol, our relationship to porn, our relationship to other people, our relationship to missing someone. Our relation, and that's what that, that post was about was your relationship to missing someone. Mm-hmm how much I miss a person. I have to pay attention to that. How much I miss is is, is the same mechanism. It's different. Yes. Psychologically, but the mechanism is the same as how much I miss cheeseburgers, how much I miss, you know, and so recognizing and how to deal with that is going to be similar. So when we do put up those posts, yes, because I don't specify people, um, then people are going to read. It's not what you look at. It's what you see. Yeah. It's my writing style. And so people are going to read what applies to them. And, uh, and yeah, it applies to anything because relationships are relationships. How we do anything is how we do everything. So, folks, it's leaning on 11 o'clock. We had some bumps and bruises on the way. Do you mind if we go a little long? If you have to bail, bail. Um, but we're probably going to go a little bit long. I'll leave that first one up even though um, – <laughs> It, it was it wasn't working right uh and we're just gonna keep going do you mind and, and if you have to go thank you i'm sorry to to take a little bit longer than than usual but let's keep going we're gonna keep going um so yeah steph how you do anything is how you do everything sometimes you miss the person you thought they were so basically sometimes you miss your delusions was <laughs> a new one you put up this week oh that's so good yeah, um, we have to have fun with this, right? Yeah. And it's so funny when you write that. Some people are like, well, um, technically, it was really there, the issue. So it's really in their head, not mine. So it's an illusion, not delu. And make sure you come to all the parties. <laughs> make sure you come to all the parties 
You're so much fun. That's definitely what we should be focused on. It's, it's definitely not your fault is what the point is of mm-hmm. that post and every other thing in your life probably is that it's not your fault. So it's not that you miss your delusions because technically I was just believing what I was taught, but they were the big lying narcissists. So it's really them, not me. Okay, we get it. Okay. It's never you. It's <laughs> never you. I get it. And thank you for being out of out of 300 comments being the only one who's like, well, technically... I have to point out that it's never my fault. And once again, I found a rug to sweep under my own dirt. So even when you say it and it hits me like that, I want you to know, complete stranger from New York, whose page I follow, I want you to know that it's never my fault. Anyone but me. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) And I'm back. (laughs) Because sometimes you see that. Yeah. Sometimes this is our small little group, right? Uh So sometimes like I want to like screenshot Mm -hmm. and circle it and post it like hey this is what I'm talking about this is the hundred to nothing person this is the they left out of nowhere person this is the it's everyone's fault but mine person this is the everyone that's ever met me thinks I'm an asshole but I'm never wrong person like that's them like take it like I want like we're at a zoo like oh and then the next display Here's so-and-so from Kentucky. They're never wrong. We found the first human that's never wrong. And and that's why. And then they're like, and that's why I'm single. Is that why you're single? That's the reason? Is it's not that you're impossible to talk to and that you're never wrong? And that every single relationship you've ever been in, you've been a hundred to nothing? That you are 100% selecting horrible people and they make bad decisions except for when they date you. You're the one good decision they've ever made and you're at 100 to nothing. That's why you're single? Really? Or maybe we can... That's the point of why I laugh at ourselves. The funny shit is that you think that. That's fucking hilarious. That you think that. So we can have that discussion. But I don't screenshot it, Steph, and I don't circle it. Cause I will, I don't want to, that to turn into me bullying someone. Yeah. <laughs> but just right. know that I'm fucking there. thinking it. <laughs> I'm fucking thinking it. Uh, that's so funny. I think about that with food, like, oh man, ice cream, and then you completely forgot the last time you had it, you were in pain. Yeah. And then you just keep going back because I haven't learned my lesson. Yeah, I've done that with people, <laughs> and with food, with drinks. <laughs> With events, uh-huh. with job stuff, I've done that with everything. I am the king of, of well, three strikes, you're out, bullshit. I start a new game. <laughs> All new strikes for you until I learn my lesson. Oh, it's three strikes, you're out for quitters. <laughs> Not me. I start fresh. Oh, you want a fresh new three? I'll hook you up with a fresh new three. You get to destroy me. Fucking make me feel shitty physically, emotionally. Oh, you get three new shots. You like you you're the etch a sketch, but you etch a sketch things like that. Like you're like, oh, start over. No, I had start over. No, I'll tell you what I am. The blessing and the curse of my mindset is that I have infinite hope. Mm. Oh, I like that. So I'll let the lions, the tigers, and the fucking raccoons bite me thinking one day they're going to fucking hug me. And and so I have to set gauges. Listen, people who, who, who just figure it out from the beginning, they're not the ones writing books. 
I write books because I bleed on paper. How many books have I written? How many quotes? How many? Others? That's a lot of fucking bleeding. That doesn't come from someone who doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> you laugh because that's what it is. So, so I do, I do recognize that. I do recognize that. And, and so you do think that way. And I still, that's why, that's why a lot of what I write is what you just mentioned. The quote, you, life will trick you that way. That's me saying, Hey, they're going to come around again, or you're going to get lonely again, or you're going to, you're going to feel the comfort food craving, whether the comfort food is an emotional comfort you seek from food or from a person, you know, you're going to seek some sort of comfort because you forget what the ramification of that is. And sometimes, yes, I've seen, oh, hey, tiger that bites me every single time you want to come snuggle <laughs> because I, because of whatever emotional bullshit I'm going through. I need a snuggle from a tiger and this time you're going to be great, right? Yeah, of course. No, you're going to be a tiger again because tiger's tiger. Raccoon's raccoon. <laughs> That's just what that is. That's just what that is. And so it doesn't make me, again, you say, last time I had ice cream, I was doubled over, killed yeah. my stomach. doesn't make ice cream. I don't see a commercial for Carvel or wherever you're listening, your your version of, of Carvel soft serve. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, with Reese's, I'm starting to sweat. I'm like, wait, with Reese's peanut butter cup and ice cream and fudge, and sure, would you? Like? I'm thinking of that right away. It doesn't make me think of it less. I just have to make that mental gauge and say, okay, well, that doesn't feel good, even though every cell in my body wants that. It never feels good. It has never felt good. It tastes good for a few minutes, and then for hours after that, it's atrocious. Same with people. And same with other foods. And, and again, it's relationships. So how you do anything is how you do everything. And I have to apply that because there are some people in my life who have been atrocious, excruciating, who on, who on, a, on a weekday I can miss. So I have to pay attention to that. And I find ways to pay attention to it. And so I find ways to laugh at it because I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who says three strikes. That's it. That's Rick Witters. Let's start fresh. You get three new strikes. <laughs> I'm not the only one who has done that. And I'm not the only one who needs to figure out how to not do that. Because sometimes I can't trust myself. Sometimes for me, follow your heart is horrible advice. And I can't be the only one. Did I kill you, Steph? No. Oh. I just relax. <laughs> oh, thanks. thanks. I'm just looking at you. I, 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 I mesmerize. You know, people are commenting on my pink shirt. I, I guess I it. usually look like I'm about to head to the gym when I do this. <laughs> so, so people are like, "Hey, you wore something <laughs> you today. Nice. You're not gonna, you're not gonna <laughs> race out of the uh, uh, of the studio to <laughs> to go exercise now that you've talked about every burger, fry, pizza." Oh, no. On the world, um, no, of course, um, of course, doing it standing mm -hmm. uh, was the goal. Having having a um, a you know, what the world has has turned into, um, you make your adjustments, right? So recognizing that um, recognizing that you have to um, not fight, but go with the flow uh and recognizing that for me some of the things i love and some of the things i don't love about being captive 
in New York for the past now seven or eight yeah. months, however long it's been, uh, nine or years. ten years, you know, <laughs> whatever it's been. Um, just recognizing that I have to do something different. So what you've all been watching is kind of what's happening around is making everything compatible for a state of the art studio um, with lighting and everything else so that when I do uh, as as online events become more popular as, as so not only just doing one-on-one -on -one studio events like like I'm doing now but as online events become more popular uh, including some of the projects that that we'll be working on for for some uh, some major things that we're we're doing um, that I become uh, pretty much self-sufficient so having the the studio audio ability to have the ability to do video uh, with various backgrounds uh, to including our, our exercise stuff to have everything there is, is what all the the work is about and the constructions about and all this so uh, just being prepared to uh, for this next run where you can travel less still impact as many but offer a a, a good product uh, and as well as as a pretty pretty cool thing that that we'll be working on that that the masses uh, will be able to see. So, uh, so yeah. So I appreciate that. I appreciate all that. And I didn't realize that. Uh, turns out I look half homeless usually when I do this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, no, and so, so I'll keep I'll keep an eye out for that. One of the things one of the things about about um, um, one of the things that about this this quarantine that turned into I know most of the a lot of the country is in quarantine and they say mm -hmm. that we're kind of open we're still pretty much in quarantine uh you're still very limited in what you're allowed to do here yeah. in New York City so um I know that some parts of New York are kind of free um just not not where I live and so um you can again you can fight it yeah. or you can make the adjustments say hey this is what I like this is what I don't like um let me let me create uh, a place where I can do what I want to do without leaving and, and not feel stuck and at the same time not feel powerless in, in these situations. So that's that's what we're doing. Steph, do you have any more feedback? Am I done boring the group? Well, I just wanted to bring up one of these quotes that we posted. Avoiding certain people to protect your mental health is not a weakness, it's wisdom. And I love that because that really does come with experience right isn't that what wisdom the definition of wisdom is is yeah i think wisdom is practicality is yeah. being able to 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 apply um practical information so practical knowledge so for me knowledge is the acquisition of stimulus it's finding out things that that may or may not be true you know but wisdom is the application of those things that's why i i, I kind of battle back and forth between academia and practicality where you have countless academics who are like, well, technically this is this, technically this is this, and they'll shit on you for not being an academic. But at the same time, you're telling them, I'm, I'm, I'm disagreeing with you, not disagreeing with the fact. I'm just mm -hmm. disagreeing with the exact that it doesn't work. So you could be an academic in, in studying cognitive sciences for 20 years and way to go. But I'm out here doing cognitive science yeah. for 20 years i'm talking to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people uh interacting with receiving messages from millions of people so you studying somewhere that's great 
That's a great way to get knowledge. Wisdom is the application of it. So yes, when we talk about it's wisdom to learn to avoid certain people, yes, it's wisdom because the practical application of it's what matters. In the end, this entire life is experiential. The entire life is experiential. I don't care if avocados are a superfood. That shit will leave me in fetal position pain mm -hmm. because I'm allergic. That sucks. Yeah. But my wisdom, the truth, is it's a superfood for most people. <laughs> my wisdom is don't eat it because yeah. that shit hurts. It's poison to you. And so recognizing that, you know, again, you have so many academics like, well, technically you should be able to just do... It only takes three weeks to start a new habit. That's it. Okay, cool. Go do that. Yeah, that's... Awesome. Go do that. No. You're right. You're right. People, they change their diet and they start exercising and three weeks later, they're like, done with the old life. <laughs> no. That's it. I'm never going to deal with that again. Same with alcoholics. Just stay off the drink for three weeks. Brand new. I'm, I never craved it again. Bullshit. The app, practical application, the wisdom of that proves to be false. So, so yeah, wisdom is the application of, of those things. You know, it's knowledge is that tomato is a fruit. Mm -hmm. That's knowledge. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in fruit salad. <laughs> it's a great way to put it. Yeah. We had, we had really good feedback on that because, uh, you know, someone wrote in saying that they listened to you talking about the different types of people to avoid. And when reading this quote, they thought they they applied it to themselves of I shouldn't be that for someone else that I shouldn't reach out. I'm the poison. I shouldn't reach out to this person because I haven't changed my stuff. It was really, it was a really interesting. Yeah, that's nice. Again, identifying mm -hmm. yourself yeah, where in your life you are your own poison, where you are poison to someone else. Yeah. Recognizing that is tremendous. You're going to be, listen, you're go in your lifetime. You're going to be a hero and a villain. Like you're going to be a hero in some people's story and a villain in some people's story. And both will be true. Both will be correct. And if you're saying no, you know what I think. Mm -hmm. You suspect. <laughs> and, and so I do. I do yeah. think that. And, um, you know, I glad, I, if we can just take a look at ourselves and take a look at our lives and, and be honest about it to as honest as we can with ourselves then yeah, we can mm -hmm. we can adjust, we can refine, we can improve, we can enhance. And and what else is there? What else is there? Well, we can continue, you know, doing that hundred to nothing thing where we just mm -hmm. poison everything around us and, and point the finger at that. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. And that's again, that's not that's not a fruitful endeavor for anyone. Right. You're looking you're looking at everyone else around you as to why you're not changing or why you have to change or things like that. And you're really not looking at yourself like, oh, I got to become aware of my own bullshit. Yeah, recognizing where you where are I your am. own bullshit and where you are. When we're talking about relationships and relationship show, and even when we're talking mm -hmm. about on, on the porn show, the show about porn, <laughs> not the porn show. Not the porn show. The show about porn. Um, and even talking about that was recognizing incompatibilities. And sometimes mm -hmm. the incompatibility is, hey, I see what your life is like. I see what you're into and I see what you're like. I'm going to not be a great ass. I'm not going to be a good part. I'm going to drive you crazy. You all heard me say that. Like I, there, there are people I will drive crazy. If you're, if, if you're looking for someone who X, Y, Z, 
someone like me will drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have to recognize that about yourself uh, in order to, and be upfront about it uh, in order to not drive. Now, if they then choose to go crazy anyway, that's their shit. But again, recognizing that about yourself. And sometimes as we get into relationships and we are able to recognize certain aspects of ourselves that we aren't changing, uh, then we are able to be in, are, are to be able to be compatible. Um, and that's a, that's a huge, a huge aspect of mature, healthy relationships in which not only is love being nurtured and growing and, and, and being enriched, but also there's a friendship that is nourished and a friendship that, that, that continues to grow within there. That's, that's what maintains the longevity of, of, uh, of relationships. The longevity is held together by friendship. The illusion and, and the idea that it's love has, is, is great for romantic poetry. But the reality is long-term relationships are held together by friendship. Love fluctuates. Love hurts. Sometimes love turns into other things and, and, and it, and it kind of skews until it finds its way. But if friendship is strong in there, then conversation is strong. Then respect is not, it's not lack of love that causes disrespect. It's not lack of love that causes miscommunication and, and absence of communication. It's not lack of love that causes the lies, the deceit, and the angry words. It's not lack of love that does that. It's lack of friendship that does that. The respect is the found in friendship. The, the feeling and the pain sometimes is found in the relationships with love. But when, when some relationships end and they end tragically through disrespect, through trauma, through that kind of stuff, the reason you're, you're feeling heartbreak is because there was love, plenty of love. The reason a lot of time that there's, there's that heightened emotion and heightened sense of loss is because there was plenty of love. What happened was their lack of friendship. Lack of friendship causes the demise. And because we keep outdated versions of each other, we don't allow, we aren't truthful, um, we, aren't, we aren't wise with our knowledge, and we don't, we don't share it with our companion. We tend to, again, pick the easiest route. If I say, oh, I'm really into this, and you shut it down right away, I'm not less into it. I'm just less into telling you about it. Yeah. And now we have a problem that's going to grow into something because then I'm going to find that to be, it's just easier not to tell him. It's easier not to tell her. And and you don't want do you want to be in a relationship like that where the person is excited about something but it's easier for them not to tell you? Of course you don't. Just pay attention, you're not creating that. Wow. That's like one of the things that you say, you know, when you get to speak at a wedding or officiate a wedding. That's that's the advice. When's that, you that give, coming back? Right? It's the um is the friendship having a having that friendship first that's yeah well I, it's because that's what i've seen in in my own life in, in my own life when i look back at at relationships gone wrong uh a lot of times it was that it was communication lost mm-hmm. it's um it's not being truthful about how you feel what you want uh that kind of stuff and and it it morphs into it's like you build a box that you then live in and then resent let you live in like what what yeah and so instead um you know and that all comes from lack of friendship and lack of confidence in telling somebody something 
or sharing with them something or or feeling like feeling like you have to minimize yourself uh, for them. Do less. Do you know here? Here I met you. This is you. I love you. Now do less of that. But wait, that's me. And then I feel mm-hmm. like I got to do less. And my, wait, then then you're not. You can love me all you want, but you're not my friend if you if you want me to do less yeah. of what I love. You're not my friend if you want me to 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 uh, uh, dull my shine. You're not my mm-hmm. friend if you don't if you ask me what I want and I tell you and you don't do it. You're not my friend. You can love me and be being truthful when you tell me, but you're not my friend because you don't want that for me from you, and that's cool. But then just leave me alone because somebody else does want that for me. Give give somebody the opportunity to love me and like me. And I learned that I should do that for others as well. Give someone else the opportunity to to love you, to, to want to do those things that you mentioned that I have absolutely zero desire to do. Why am I stealing that from you? I'm wasting your fucking time. That's not me. That's never going to be me. Why am I not saying that to you? Why am I not saying, hey, when you say that, I have a visceral reaction to it. And instead of saying, oh, maybe one day I'll want it, why am I stealing that from this person? Go, somebody out there wants that with you. It's not me. Somebody out there wants that with you. I'm not being your friend at that point. And I might justify it with some poisonous shit because I love you. (laughs) Because I love you, I'm not being your friend. That's crazy. (laughs) Go find somebody who wants that with you. And I want the same for me. And so, again, that comes with maturity, I think, with, with, Mm -hmm. uh, with wisdom. But yeah, like I said, I've been the perpetrator and victim of all those things. But yeah, friendship is is huge. It's it's one thing to love somebody that can that can spike up really fast. That's that's something that could spike up really fast. You could you could love somebody. You could be in love with someone. Um, but and that's great. It's great for a big spark. It's great for a, a whirlwind. But when you want longevity, make sure that you are in like with them also. Make sure you like them. Make sure you're in like with them and that you're cultivating a friendship in which a conversation can flow and and we can have blameless, argumentless uh, conversation about likes, dislikes, and overall compatibility. If my feelings cause an argument, our shit's already over. And you should feel the same way. Jeez. I'm killing it today, wow. Steph. I'm leaving you quiet today. Killing the game wow. today. There, you, Am you, I eleven twenty? Is 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 it okay if I just go a little bit longer? Yeah, it's okay with me. All right, cool. Uh, do you have any more? There, you had put the uh, question. What advice would you give to a married couple? Just interesting. The thousands of comments that came in that were that are like hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Hindsight twenty twenty, and but that's like we had this. And... Even when they're mean, even when they're mean, like. You can see like the different levels of hurt, mm-hmm. but to me, I see something beautiful when we do that because it's a community getting together and saying like, yeah, th- this, let's, hey, one of ours is, is doing it. Hey, if you're doing it, this is what we're doing. Um, it reminds me of, of being in the military and, and when you, if someone gets deployed, you get the, mm-hmm. the, the, the call to be deployed into something that, that isn't going to be wonderful. Um, and you see the people who have deployed before, who have been in combat, who have, they, they surround them and they give all the advice and hey, don't forget this little things that, that you want. Again, the difference between 
knowledge and wisdom. There are people sitting behind the desk that says, they should have this and be ready for this. But you have the wisdom, the guys who are there is like, hey, they're going to give you this, but make sure you take this, take this as well. You know, put this here. It, 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 you'll, you'll know why later. You'll want it here and not where they tell you and that kind of stuff. And, and for me, um, relationship advice is that. I mean, it's really, again, everything I write about is hindsight 2020 kind of stuff. And sometimes stuff that I'm literally going through, something, uh, some stuff I went through as a, as a late teenager. Um, but again, a community of people saying, hey, in, in my case, I remember this. And you hear those things like, oh, laugh a lot or don't stop dating and that kind of stuff. And we're talking about friendship and talk about cultivating how important it is to not, you know, not let people in uh, who, who might have um, ulterior motives in the sense of jealousy comes from so many different places. And, and you have to pay attention to how your new relationship has impacted those around you. Just like when you say, hey, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to die. I'm going to go like this. Sometimes you inspire the people around you, but only after trying their hardest to make you stop, right? Mm, yeah. Because you changing your life. So I'm going to drink less and party less. Suddenly the people you drink and party with are going to be like, oh, who do they think they are? And they're <laughs> going to try to talk you out of it. What do you think? You're better than us kind of thing. Uh -huh. And the same happens because remember, relationships are relationships. It's just diff different things. How you do anything is how you do everything. So those same type of things happen when you do meet somebody that, that you love, that you like, that you do engage in your start a life together. It does impact the people around you. And you do hear people who sometimes are jealous with the time you're spending. You used to spend a lot of time with them, but now you're spending time with this new person. And sometimes they do poison. They do say, hey, you know, I can't believe that. He or she said this, and they're trying to inject poison to your relationship so they can get you back where they had you. And even if their intention isn't overtly malicious, sometimes it is, but even if it isn't overtly malicious, you have to pay attention to that stuff. And one of the things you have to pay attention to is that, how, some, how your happiness affects others. That's why I do write things, and we do post things like um, um, pay attention to who doesn't clap when you win. Because that is a huge flag, a huge flag. Um, and yeah, so again, how you do anything is how you do everything. Pay attention to all of those things. And when entering into a relationship, make sure that, that, that you're doing so in the healthiest way possible. Yeah. There's a, I just wanted to bring this up because last Wednesday we did the show and then we put up a warning after the show about uh this new scammer contacting people <laughs> yeah so we didn't get a chance to talk about it before the show or on the show oh well yeah so we put that up every now and then so this yeah. one was this one was um someone who was offering some sort of raffle or like if you if you like put your name in mm -hmm. and share it or whatever um, you, you, I'm going to give you, meaning me, going to give you $10,000. Why the fuck would I just <laughs> hand you $10,000? Um, but, but they were some sort of grand prize, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so I got enough messages, uh, on our, on our, uh, social media pages that, that I put up that, that warning, but also you got to also pay attention. We, we've put up those warnings before. It is a we our main pages have a blue verified check mark. If you know my page at all and you know my personality at all, there's no part of me. I won't I won't put a dollar in not one single dollar 
into a Facebook advertisement. Facebook's like, hey, would you want another X amount of people to see this? Pay X, not even one dollar. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting money into this. I, yeah. I'm, I put time into it, effort into it. I yeah. put my blood into it, but I'm not going to pay to have more people see this. I'm not going to do that. So I sure as hell, I'm not going to just hand out $10,000 for because you shared a post. But but aside from that, when you read some of those um. Um, when you read some of those uh, scammers, like sometimes it's like, sometimes I'm offended that people fall for it. Yeah. Uh, this one, also when posting it, and I saw it, it, it wasn't like my name. It was like a, like S T V M R B L. Like, <laughs> anyways, um, he had like a, a thousand followers. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to drive. How did a thousand people see that and fall for it? Yeah. Um, but not just that, but um, sometimes it's like, hello, great fan. <laughs> G- greetings, happiness that I connect with you, my audience loving. And I'm like, how? <laughs> I'm oh a professional God, writer. Talking to me. Yes, that, that's what I sound like <laughs> to you. Uh, that's how I write to you. And, and so, um, it, so it's like, this one had something like um, uh, come to our page and, and definitely click a link that someone sent. <laughs> definitely click links in this day and age. But anyways, <laughs> come to our page and put in your name and information and we will let you know if you won money. And it's like we have a great thing happening that is supported by um, uh, it's like it's supported by marketing agency and movies. Like what? what? How are you falling for that? Like clearly, like Google Translate stuff. How are you mm-hmm. falling for it? But listen, a thousand yeah. people fell for yeah. it. Um, now I don't know what the end game is with some of these scammers. Some of the scammers are just are just hitting on some of our. I have like so many attractive readers, mm-hmm. you know, and so you could tell the scammers just look go down the list, and when they see like they're just like, oh hey, yeah, you're really hey. Yeah, they'll What's try something like that or, or or not just that, but they'll be like they'll be like, "Hey, this is Steve on my private page. I just mm-hmm. like to engage with with uh, or and they say this in the worst English yeah. possible, but um I connect private with great fans, you know, something <laughs> like that. But the page they use is still my name and my face. Yeah. So it's it makes no sense, but some people fall for it. A lot of people. A lot of people fall for it, so we have to put up that stuff, but um, but yeah, if you can remember, it's not, it's not me. We, I, I don't do raffles. I don't do prizes. Uh, we mm-hmm. do our posts and that's it. If you send us a DM, you'll get an answer. Um, more than likely get an answer. Uh, and we'll never just send you a DM. It's, uh, I'll never do it. I'm not, I don't have time. Who has time yeah. to just look through and say, Oh, this looks like an interesting person to talk to. I don't have time for that. Yeah. I don't have time for that. And so. Uh, or interest in that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so we put that up. But there have been, like I said, there sometimes the scammers just hitting on. Um, and we see that sometimes on um, on some of the live videos and some of the posts. You know, someone might write, hey, thanks for the post, Steve, or I'm going through this. And then, like, some dude's like, hey. <laughs> and just going down <laughs> and copying, pasting, hey, to, like, hey. all of the women on Beautiful the post. So, yeah, so I'll... I'll we'll ban them. Yeah. Um, and other times there have been scammers that have been getting money from people. 
And again, there's so many flags, aside from the fact that they're writing to you from not our official page, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that their English is not from a professional writer, aside from the fact that they can never voice memo, which any of you that message me know that that's my preference is voice yeah. memo. Uh, voice, they, they can't voice memo you. They can't video you. They can't call you. All the things that I prefer to do than text, um, they can't do because, side note, they're not me. And then there was this one that they were getting hundreds of dollars from people's stuff. You know how they were doing it? They were saying, um, I have a, an event, a private event. Mm-hmm. Keeping in mind that we're not mentioning the event on any of the public pages. Right. We're contacting you specifically <laughs> for an event happening in like England. Or they'll like pick the hometown of the person. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, having a, an event there. And I want you to be there in the VIP section. You specifically, <laughs> complete stranger. And... They're saying, um, you know, it's it's three. Let's say it's three hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So three hundred dollars, you get a copy of a book that I hadn't written, uh, and you get the VIP section seating to an event I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and afterwards, we'll you know we'll do like a meet and greet or whatever. Yeah. And and then they'll say, some of the people who fall for it are like, oh my god, yes, I'd love that. And they say, it's $300. Great. And then the fake scammers, they say, "Um, but to simplify it, you have to pay us in Amazon gift cards. (laughs) (laughs) And the people pay. So at some point, it's also your fault. Yeah. At that point, maybe it's your your fault. You got a, a, a... Connection from a page that isn't ours, mm-hmm. someone who can't verify it, talking to you at an event that we would obviously be posting on the main page, right. obviously posting on the main page, not just sending you a private DM out of nowhere. And then there's payment, but it comes in the form of Amazon gift cards. <laughs> if you fall for that, then at that point, it's your fault. Yeah. At that point, that's why scammers exist, because sometimes people <laughs> fall for it. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, so I'm glad that we put that up. And again, it's it's tragic. There's yeah. there's having that um uh having the ability to put something up like that on the fly and 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 make sure that people know, hey, pay attention because when we did put that up, you did see get plenty of things like, "Oh, wow, I got one today." Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, they reached yeah. out today. And they'll do it again. They'll yeah. figure out a different way. We've had some really extensive ones. Um we've had uh some kind of half-ass ones. Um, but, but again, just pay attention. Yeah. Our pages are our pages and, uh, we're, we're pretty, uh, if I am doing anything, we let everyone know on the main page, like, like one should. Um, and so, so uh, just pay attention to that stuff. They just get so excited, you know, because, you know, I saw a couple comments on there that was like, yeah, of course I, I accepted your friend request right away. Cause I've been a fan for so many years. Like they don't even think about, oh, let me look into this. They're like, oh, Oh, I got a friend request. Yeah. yeah, you know, but also. Okay, that's Steve, it. at the <laughs> mere thought of being your personal friend. Yeah, exactly like that. I like, was blinded yeah. by the idea that this can't possibly be you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do appreciate that. And I do uh, know that because people do uh, feel that way towards our stuff and towards towards me personally, um, it is blinding. And that's yeah. why we post it. But some of it, you got to come on. Some of it, come on. Hello, great fan. (laughs) Meeting you wonderful this day. Uh, What? Huh? That's definitely Steve. 
Um, but yeah, so that's good. Folks, I've been, I've had you for an hour and a half. Yes. Let's do this again Wednesday. Um, and uh, sorry again for the glitches in the beginning. Sorry again for the construction noises. It's all, we all benefit from it. I promise. Uh, as we endeavor to more shows and more actual shows, uh, more documentary style shows, different things as we advance. This group is going to be the Genesis group in the sense that um in the sense that we will be the the founders of this of this new uh direction that we're taking everything so uh, i appreciate it it's it's still under construction and it's on its way something <laughs> great coming i appreciate all of you thank you for liking and sharing our posts please let people know what we're up to let them know what we're doing and uh and no matter what you're doing today, let's kick today's ass. It's already tomorrow for you. Mm-hmm. Have a great sleep. Have a great <laughs> tomorrow. If you're uh, if you're in warm weather, enjoy. I wish I was there. If you're in cold weather, I'm here too. So, <laughs> so burr to all of us. Uh, sending you all big hugs and lots of love from New York as I do another extreme close-up. <laughs> Thanks.